people uh, back and forth about uh, where South Africa stands in the international criminal court structure and the ANC National Policy Conference. Uh, one of the things that came out of that was the fact that the ANC um, believes that uh, South Africa should continue with its withdrawal from the International Criminal Court. Um, it was put in abeyance for a while, and uh, it followed that uh, r- ruling that, uh, well, at least the, the case which was taken up against uh, the South African government when it failed to arrest Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir. Now the International Criminal Court is expected to make a ruling on that this afternoon, and uh, just to remind you what happened, uh, Omar al-Bashir uh, came to the country uh, two years ago. Al-Bashir was here at uh, the invitation of the African Union. Now, South Africa argued that he was protected according to laws governing the immunity of leaders attending international events on government business. The country has since announced that it started the process of withdrawal from the ICC, which it says targets mostly Africans and not other world leaders. Uh, for more on this and uh, from an organization which was intimately involved in the hearings at the International Criminal Court. We're joined by the Executive Director at the South African Education Center, Kajal Ramjan Kyo. Thank you for your time. What are your your hopes or your expectations about uh, the ruling this afternoon? Because a lot of the, the facts in the matter seem fairly clear. Yes. We fully expect the pretrial chamber of the ICC to find that South Africa did not comply with the request for cooperation. Um, I don't think that there's much facts or um, arguments made before the pretrial chamber which could sustain another finding. The only thing which is uncertain at this point is whether or not the ICC will in fact refer South Africa, um, and the referral mechanism is actually the only enforcement mechanism available to the pretrial chamber. And this referral could be either to the Assembly of State Parties to the Rome Statute or to the United Nations Security Council. And what do you feel um, about that one in terms of, uh, I mean, what would, you, what, what, what would your hope be? And I, I know you're saying it's difficult to predict, but, uh, you know, in your sort of best uh, legal insight, what do you expect? I mean, we fully expect a finding of non-compliance to be made against South Africa. And in our submissions before the pretrial chamber, we asked for South Africa to be referred both to the Assembly of State Parties and the United Nations Security Council. Whether, in fact, the the, the ICC does take um, this advice and follow through with this, we don't know. Um, I am aware that, you know, the ICC is aware of the sensitivities around South Africa currently, particularly around the attempted withdrawal from the Rome Statute. And um, the ANC Policy Conference has recently decided to proceed with withdrawal from the ICC. So, you know, I don't think that this decision is going to have a huge impact on South Africa and the way forward in respect of the ICC, except for the fact of international embarrassment which South Africa would face as a result of this ruling. Now, for argument's sake, if the ICC rules that this goes to the Assembly of uh, States Parties and mm-hmm. the UN Security Council, what would then be the next step? Um, it would then be out of their hands and it will be up to the Assembly of State Parties or the United Nations Security Council to make some kind of... To, to have a penalty or a sanction against South Africa. However, in cases of other countries who have been in the exact same situation as South Africa for non-cooperation, um, following similar referrals, there's been no penalty 
emanating as a result of these referrals from either the Assembly of State Parties or the UN Security Council. I have to say then, I mean, then it, it does seem a little bit uh, pointless. I mean, especially, you know, if the the ICC is toothless, I mean, is it a problem for South Af- Africa to withdraw? Because there, there, as you say, there have been a number of these and a ruling is made, but nothing happens. I mean, obviously what we're speaking about at the moment is cooperation and enforcement of that cooperation and certainly not about substantial um, hearings and cases and charges against individuals who might be indicted by the ICC. And mm. they're, they're two separate issues. So sure. in respect of countries who are, who are faced with the non-compliance issues, the, the ICC has very little enforcement mechanism against them. However, in respect of individuals who have been indicted and who are, who are presented before the ICC, there's you know very real sanctions and penalties which can uh, be brought against those individuals, which is a very, very strong point in favor of victims of war crimes and crimes against humanity. But I suppose that's only effective, you know, if you're able to, you know, get, bring the culprits before the court. Absolutely. And ultimately, this is where South Africa slipped up because there, is, there has been this warrant and out for a while. This warrant has been out for many, many years, and several countries have failed to arrest al-Bashir when he was in their territory. And, uh, you know, and th- these are countries that w- we know with. We, we know we, South Africa is um, collegial with. Uganda, Djibouti, Malawi, the DRC have all failed to arrest al-Bashir, and South Africa has followed suit um, in the hope that they there would be no real sanction against them and that they can proceed with their withdrawal without any kind of real penalty to face. Thanks to Kajar Ramjatan Keo who's a-